time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zanashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, Cretans. <laughs> ah, it's good to be here. With the the massive crowd yes. that has gathered. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, hold it down, hold it down. You know, we want everyone to be able to hear what we're saying. <laughs> Rubar, I know you're Rubar, having a, you guys are having a great time, yes. Yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew you would. <laughs> there is no better beer event. In, in the world, and I've said this before many times, and it bears repeating, there's no better beer event in the world than this conference. That's right. Especially if you are a brewer, which pretty much 90% of the people here are brewers, and then they drag along, you know, somebody who isn't, but, you know, yep. hey, we put up yep. with those people. Taylor, right. yeah, and Taylor. Yeah, non-brewer, right back there, mm-hmm. yeah. We dragged him along with us, uh, Porno Steve, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that is that is Porno Steve there. Um Oh that's yeah, that's the famous mustache. That's the the for, the, the famous uh, from the uh, Texas Crack Wrangler movie. Yes, that is Porno Steve. Uh, no, uh, so I am as always having an amazing time. Me too. Having Me too. fun. It's just yeah. uh, it's like seeing uh, you know. You're having lots such a good friends. time. You're blushing. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm a bit, if people are like, uh, yeah, you look like you got a little bit of sun. Yeah, I've been st- on the roof of the brewery for the past two weeks. No, I was told, telling somebody, well, why were you up there? Well, I was trying to build up the nerve to jump off, but uh, <laughs> I was up there working on the, uh, the, uh, the glycol chilling system. Oh, yes, for, uh, very the important. Brewery. Yes. Um, we, our original system is now four years of very hard running. Um, to keep up with what we're doing, and uh, it's going to die at any time, so we need to get the new system online, uh-huh. get it all plumbed in, and uh, it was two weeks of very brutal on a on a roof that is white, like the top of this table. Oh wow! And so the sun just reflects. It. My wife's like, "Why don't you wear a hat?" I'm like, "A hat isn't going to do any good because the sun is coming like right off the ground." And uh, yeah, you just get, get crispy fried in yeah. all the wrong places. Uh, wear tight shorts, right? <laughs> yes, the tightest. Um, and then you wet them so the leather shrinks ah, and then makes it really tight. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to burn there. No, 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 you don't want to burn there. Yeah. You don't want to burn there. I, I no. think of these things. I, you know. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what time of the long. day you think about these things, Palmer, <laughs> but you do think about these things. Are you having a good time, Justin? I'm having a great time. This is a, a, a good year for me because I don't have very much to do. No governing uh, committee? No governing committee, um, uh, which, of course, I enjoyed my tenure. But, um, That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying it more now. Yeah. Uh, now that you don't have to do it anymore. Sadly, we didn't have our uh, BN anniversary party this year, right. which uh, does bum me out. It's the first time we've ever missed it in our whole existence, but also it made for less work. Yep. You drank uh, anyways last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it pretty much was a party. It was a party, yeah. We had a nice time. Went to um, the the bull in the bush or something, oh, the okay. boar and the whore. What is it, Bevo? 
the butcher and the boar, and they had a lager festival going on, um, and drank some really good beer there. Nice. Indeed Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. I think they're out here, right? They're yep. a local brewery. Uh, their Pilsner was really very yep. good. Yep. Yep. So you get a chance, to, a chance to try that. They're pouring here on the show floor, too. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. Their beer was, was really awesome. Um, and what else did I have? Something from um, Surly, of course. I had their yep. Surly Hell. Oh, yeah. And they had a Hella Hot or hell, hell Something where it was like a spicy Hellas. Oh, they nice. They put some sort of... Uh, uh, peppers in there or something. Yes. I avoided that. I just read the description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But their Hellas was real good. Uh, August Shell, right over here. I had a yeah. Shell beer, too. I had the Shell Pills. Mm-hmm. Um, Those were good. Yeah. Maybe I had everything. I think I had one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm enjoying myself. I So, I was I was just talking to uh, my friend Jace over at uh, August Shell, and, uh, you know, they've been around 157 years. Wow. So Fuller's, we're all, you know, I, I love Fuller's, and I was at Fuller's in 173 years. Wow. And I was like, how amazing. And then to think, you know, you think, like, there are no breweries in the U.S. that old. 157 years of yeah. brewing that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing show. I can think of that is that old in America is Tasty. Tasty's about Tasty. that old. Tasty was <laughs> one of the first uh, brewers. Humans, there. I think. <laughs> one of the first brewers at August Shell was yeah. Tasty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is really impressive. He um, was putting dog hair into yeah. the into the beer. Way there. back then. Way back then, 157 years ago. I mean, what's the other? Oh, Yingling is the other yeah, oldest Yingling one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So August Shell's the second oldest brewery in the United States. Wow. That's yeah. really impressive. And they're still making great beer. And, yeah. And the yeah. Same, same location, too. Really? Yeah. Original location. See, now I'm going to be tired of hearing all these new fangled craft brewers complaining about outgrowing their space and I need a new location. And (laughs) Shell's been there the whole time. Right, right. Um, Or, you know, trendy new brewers. So they they, uh, resurrected these uh, Cypress Fooders. They're like 140 barrels apiece. Wow. That's what they used to lager their beer in, their lagers there. Okay. And uh, Jace, he was like, I'm going to reuse these things. And so... uh, Got them uh, cleaned up and, and refitted out to where they wouldn't leak anymore. And, wow. uh, and uh, that's what they do their sours in now. And they've got this amazing tasting room that they set up uh, with the, uh, uh, the uh, fooders. And uh, they're doing their uh, really nice Berliner Weiss uh, series. They've got some here yeah. today. Beautiful. Uh, well worth checking out. You would enjoy them. Okay. You know I like the sour beer. I'll go check it out. Yes. Yes. Very good. And how many years have you been coming to, to this now? Uh, my first one was in, uh, somebody says it was Dallas. Okay, I, I, m- I missed that, was, that one. Uh, Houston or something. 160 people or something like that. Okay. That's what I was walking around. I was kind of feeling old because um, yeah. I remember when it was just uh, a small room. And even all the vendors are so grown up now. You, every vendor just had like a table and a banner. Yeah. Yes. Right, and whatever. Of course, they had cool stuff, but it just it, on a table and a banner. And of course, now you got you got Blickman over there with the the world's uh, most technologically advanced booth I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and they, they're going to launch a rocket from it uh, Northern a little Northern later Bre- today. Yeah. Are they? Yes, that's great. Northern Brewer, the tallest uh, booth here. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it is. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's just it's changed a lot. It's it, it's really cool to be here though. And you've missed a couple years now, haven't you, Jamil? So yes. Working I have too this, hard. Uh, disease called a brewery. Yeah, uh, that has <laughs> infected me and kept me from really doing anything else. I keep saying to you, um, if I were you, yes, 
I would get bought out. I'd be begging to get bought out. <laughs> Just wave me the check of a billion dollars. I'm, I'm there. Seriously, there's no qualms about that, right? right. Any of these brewers, oh, I don't know. What is there to know? That's a $1 billion check. <laughs> Jamil's out of here. We'll never hear from him again. A billion dollars. No, you'll see me every day. I'll be at every conference. I'll, I'll come over to your house. We'll hang out and, and yeah. brew. I'll bring the ingredients. I'll have the money, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just spend my time farting around homebrewing. No, you wouldn't still homebrew. Oh, I'd go back to homebrewing, yeah. Really? Yeah. Then I'd have time. Yeah. I guess that's true. I just started up again, really. I brewed last week. Actually, fermenting this time, not just getting some numbers. And yeah, pace. what are you talking you yeah. Normally, you're just testing? Normally, I'm just testing. Okay. Normally, yeah, John numbers. doesn't bother with that fermentation crap. <laughs> That's why I answer the fermentation questions. Yeah. And he just, you know. <laughs> when you're like John it. Palmer, you don't have to ferment. It just turns into beer. Yes, that's right. So you're actually fermenting beer right now. Yes. What did you make? Uh, Northeast IPA. Okay. New England IPA, whatever you want. Jumping on that bandwagon, Palmer. <laughs> well, bandwagon well I, I thought I'd create a recipe and try it. I mean, we've, Jamil and I have been talking about it, you know, maybe doing a show on that at some point. And sure. Like, you know, I've been been crapping on this style for long enough. I should actually try something. Okay. Make it Crap on it by brewing one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, I'm, I, like, I like the recipe I came up with, and uh, it right. tasted real good going into the fermenter, so we'll see. What? Well, you didn't throw any yeast in there because that would have been the fermentation. Oh, no, I did. I, oh, I, I did used, this time. Yeah, I used the London 3 like everybody recommends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't you, have to, like, don't you have to put more hops in while it's fermenting? Isn't that part of the New England style? That is, but um, I, I had to travel quickly to Michigan to see my folks, so um, I just I figured, okay, Whirlpool and then dry hop when I get home. Okay. I've actually tried that with same wort, same yeast, uh, and uh, same amount of hops, but move some of the hops into when it's fermenting mm-hmm. or towards the end of fermentation, and, and then others only after fermentation. Okay. And the after fermentation, everybody liked that better. Really? Yeah. The ones where you put the, the hops in during fermentation. Sure. Uh, just was not, it wasn't as hoppy, and... Um, uh, it had a little bit more bitterness to it. Oh, interesting. So I don't know. You always got to do those tests. Yep. Yeah, it'd be a good. That would be a good triangle test beer. Is just yeah. just even see that. Make sure you could taste the difference. Right. Right. You oh, know? people. Everybody picked it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, oh, okay, we're not going to do that crap. So has Heretic made one of these beers for the public? We made one. Okay. Make America juicy again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very well done. It's in a silver can with a, I mean, just like a plain silver can with a mailing label on it. Really? Yes. <laughs> nice. Craft. That's true craft right there, man. That Hand is very label. cool. Yeah, I love your marketing department, Jamil. <laughs> yeah, well, that's me. <laughs> um, all right, let's do this. So take a short break. When we come back, uh, John, I want to hit a couple of questions that uh, we thought were good. And uh, if you in the audience have questions, I'll tell you what. You could right. come up, ask a question. We could answer it for you right now. Like, no waiting. Has to be a question about, generally about beer or brewing, I think. Yeah. And not too sexually suggestive. We're not sure about the audience. So if anybody has a metallurgy corrosion question, I can also address those. <laughs> or uh, Palmer can also answer all the questions about walleye. Yes, walleye. Oh, walleye. Now, you really haven't lived until you have some walleye. That's right. With Palmer. <laughs> You've got to have walleye with Palmer. You've got to have the walleye. Yeah. All right. 
We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new brew easy since the first time the brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it more beer sponsors the programming on the bn because like you they love brewing and like the brewing network they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone Certification Program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. New at Williams is the innovative line of Intertap forward-sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also new is the Mark II Wart Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only 
with $69.99, but does the job of pumps costing twice as much. Other exclusives include their Brewer's Edge mini regulators in mini configurations, as well as their exclusive line of Keg King kegs and Keg King disconnects. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. From now until September 30th, enter web coupon NETWORK at checkout with any order of $75 or more and get a free Williams Brewing baseball hat with your order. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer. For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus. And Radical Brewing, Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications. All the best on beer and brewing. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. Oh, yeah. All right, we're back. So, uh, Jesse here in the audience uh, from Florida. Yep. You've been wondering about uh, lagering. Okay. And uh, when you are lagering, does it make a difference to lager with carbonation in the beer? Or should you lager without carbonation in the beer? Should you carbonate? Does it, does it change uh, the process of lagering? Uh, That's an interesting question. a very interesting question. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a subtle difference between the two because... Well, and it depends on what you consider lagering to be. If you That's consider true. lagering to be cold conditioning over a, a period of time where yeast activity is pretty much nothing, where you've got it you know, well below 40 degrees, right. <coughs> and uh, it's just sitting there, and then there is some chemical process that may still occur, albeit very slowly, and uh, settling. Yeah, haze that, formation that happens, settling, right? yeah. Um, so there's that kind of lagering, and I don't think carbonation really has much effect on that at all. Well, there's a when you um, carbonate, the pH changes by sure, 0. Sure. 0.02, I believe. Right, might have some impact on some of the uh, you know chemical process, but yep. eh, probably not much, and especially at those lower temperatures. Now, however, should you be of the lagering opinion that lagering is something where you uh, very slowly Fine. bring the yeast down, and let's say mm. you're at like you know forty something degrees Fahrenheit, forty five degrees Fahrenheit, right? You know, cave temperatures fifty degrees Fahrenheit at uh, uh, August Shell. Uh, their lager caves are like fifty degrees, right? Right. So they're <laughs> lagering. They used to lager at like fifty degrees or forty five degrees. Back in the day, it was quite cold. To be at 45, 50 degrees right. when it is, you know, 90 outside. Right. So that's what they you know, what we're dealing with. You know, nowadays we think, oh, cold. Well, you're talking like, you know, 32 or, you know, something. Yeah. we were talking refrigeration. Right. Freezing. They didn't have that. 
And so it was very stunningly cold to them to be at 50 degrees when it's, you know, 80 outside. <laughs> right. So um, uh, that kind of lagering where your, your beer is maybe at 45 or 50 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, the yeast still have activity, mm-hmm. uh, CO2 in solution at that point, since that uh, suppresses yeast activity, right. I think that could have a detrimental effect. Yeah, that I would I would kind of lean that direction myself. Uh, yeah, carbon dioxide, of course, as a waste product of the yeast, you know, more waste product would decrease their activity and and uh, reduce um, any further the, metabolic activity right, they would the have. Efficacy of lagering, yeah, could be impacted. So, in that case, um, you really wouldn't want to. Uh, it, well, and and just uh, even with any yeast activity. Colder temperature, you are building up the amount of CO2 that is in solution is going to be greater. Yeah, at 50 than uh, at anyway. 60, yeah. Now, that, that does kind of beg the question, though. I mean, uh, natural carbonation in a cask, you mm-hmm. know, if you look, look 150, 200 years ago, um, when they were lagering and, and natural carbonation, um, how did they do that? Do they Did they actually... Uh, lager under pressure then it would take longer perhaps longer lagering times under pressure to maintain uh, carbonation yeah I, I, I think um, you know if you look back at you know the reports of like uh, you know anchor steam and the lager beers and, mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that um, you know casks would be quite uh, quite uh, effervescent quite uh, active um, okay in Germany um you know, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, some of the beers are fairly low carbonation. They're more, you know, the ones that are done still in the wood casks and things like that, they they tend to be around, um, you know, maybe two volumes. Okay, yeah. Um, not much more than that. Uh, because a lot of those are gravity dispensed. And if you have it at, you know, two, oh, two and a half, saying, it yeah. just comes shooting out. And yeah. it's it's more of a problem. So they have it actually fairly low. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, even uh, British cask ales, uh, you know, what they'll do is there's the uh, the top. Uh, um, bung or yeah. uh, spile. Well, the spile, you hammer in the soft spile. Right. Into the sheave, right? Yeah. And uh, it... Uh, it breathes, it, it outgasses the excess CO2, and you let that happen over the course of a, a, a day or so and let the CO2 level get down to about, you know, one and a half volumes. Because if you tap that thing early and without doing that, without getting it into the proper condition, um, the beer will actually, if, if, if the cask is lively, it will shoot up the... Um, uh, tubing through the beer engine because those beer engines aren't closed. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, you can have beer shooting out the swan neck. See how we get into this a long conversation? Yeah. I mean, we go on like this for hours. There's a lot um, of terms that you use yeah. there, too. Yeah. The right, well. Swan neck and the, the sheave and the. Right. Yeah. You're a well educated man, Jabal. Well, you know. You know, uh, if it has something to do with drinking, uh, <laughs> you've I'm, learned I'm, it. I've probably, probably heard it a time or two. Um, so I would think generally now, uh, Jesse, are you, uh, um, uh, lagering cold below 40 or above 40? Below 40. If you're below 40, I don't think that 
it's going to make much of a difference. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, assuming that your fermentation was good in the first place, so diacetyl is reduced and uh, acetylaldehyde is, is reduced, and, um, you know, those compounds are clean, and that's not the thing that you're trying to lager away, um, then the, the rest of the process happens without the yeast. And I think just getting it cold and, uh, you know, carbonated is fine. Um, I used to lager and condition uh, these beers, um, you know, I had clean beer. I would just go ahead and cold, cool it down and then... Um, uh, hook up my gas to it and just let it sit for weeks and weeks. And so it would be nice and perfectly carbonated and clear. And uh, So that's how I did it. I went ahead and did both at the same time. It didn't seem to make a difference. Mm. But those are the reasons why you might do one or the other. Oh, uh, Nice detailed answer, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did a good that's job. What the, that's what we do. Well, yeah. you know, of course we always think we do a good job. Good job, yes. No. Yeah, anybody? No? Seriously, guys, they won't keep working if you don't praise them. I've been dealing with this for years. You have to, I have to go in after there every show. Go. Yeah. yeah. Be like, wow, guys, you just reinvented beer. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> and, and they keep coming back. It works. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you get what you pay for. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. You just keep, uh, keep up that. Uh, I will. Keep up that uh, that stroke in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. What happens under the table stays under the table, Jamil. Well, <laughs> it could leak out. Uh, <laughs> again, we got the tape down there for the splash zone. You want to stay stay well below That's back right. of the, uh, the, the tape. The dog may wander away, too. <laughs> you guys are making your fan uncomfortable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any other questions we got here? Um, I, I've got one that was e- emailed in uh, just recently. Uh, you can send your uh, emails in, questions, show ideas, to uh, high praise. Um, Is it feedback? If we get one of those, if we get one of those, I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I think I filter those out. Bruce Strong at, at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, this is literally uh, minutes ago. Sweet. Wow. Okay. Cutting edge. I really don't know what day or time it is right now, so I'm going to assume this just came in. All right. Uh, Hi, Jamel and John. I was wondering what uh, you think the best method is for oxygenating wort in a commercial brewery. Uh, Let's see. The method and equipment used to go about it. Some people seem to be keen on inline oxygenation, but I feel there are too many variables to keep in mind to keep dissolved oxygen levels consistent without resorting to more expensive equipment. For example, I imagine flow rates coming out of the heat exchanger would could vary uh, quite depending. This guy had a few beers before he wrote this. Uh, could, okay. Uh, the, the flow rate could vary quite a bit depending on the cooling water temperature and intended pitching temperature. Uh, I would prefer to have a stone in the fermenter and simply use the same process I, I used as a home brewer. Uh, oxygenating the whole volume of wort using a specified flow rate for a set amount of time. Is this possible? Thoughts? This is uh, Richard from uh, New Zealand. Okay. Uh, Another interesting question. Um, It depends on the scale. I mean, the volume mm. that you're trying to oxygenate. I mean, Mm. that's why inline is nice because you, you oxygenate each 
liter or you know ounce a given of, yeah volume, volume goes, of beer traveling through the pipe at yeah. a given rate uh-huh yeah whereas you know if uh, if it's a large tent say 10 barrel tank um and you have a stone and one piece of it uh you know that bubble stream is probably rising up mm-hmm. not unless you have flow going through that tank to really circulate those bubbles as they're rising up i mean i imagine you only oxygenate mm-hmm. half of the work Yes and no. Um. Which I always worried about as a homebrewer too, by the way. Yeah. That, that it was just in the middle of the of the carboy or whatever instead yeah. of the whole thing. But you would be surprised at how much liquid uh, rising gas uh, moves. Um, I've seen some studies of uh, aquariums and um, how, and also how like a. Solid particles move, and how how particle how larger objects end up on the top of smaller ones, and things like that. And uh, one of the things is uh, the the gas that's coming up. It it carries a large volume. Uh, just a, a a tiny stream of bubbles carries a considerable volume of liquid. Think of how much liquid is in amongst those bubbles. Yeah, true. as that rises, that entire column of wort is rising. Okay. And um, it's essentially like a pump that would pump the, the beer to the top or the wort to the top, and it's going to naturally go down the sides and uh, mix in. So you get a pretty substantial mixing. Okay. Um, the problem with most commercial fermenters, but they're, and they're all designed in a, you know, in a height-width uh, ratio that they're not so wide. If you had a super wide one, I think um, that, you know, this may be more of a concern, not the get not okay. getting enough mixing. But, you know, they tend to be taller and skinnier um, just because it's more efficient for the brewery, uh, you know, real estate-wise. But um, the one of the, the issues is you can't get a stone in straight up, you know, into the tank. Either you're off to the side and you've, you put it through a sidewall and you're off to one side. Okay. That can be okay, you know, whether you're going to get enough mixing or not. Um, that, you know, could be an issue. Uh, if, you, if you go in through a pipe, like uh, they'll have a, a, uh, a bottom arm, and if you go in through that or if you go in through a racking arm, the problem is the, the bubbles tend to collect up into larger bubbles. And then okay. you get large bubbles traveling up through the wort, and that is ineffective. Right. You need more surface area. So the finer the surface area, uh, the better that's going to work. Um, so if you, could, if you had a tank where you, you get your oxygen stone in the bottom and you could ensure that the bubbles were not collecting up and forming larger ones, if they're coming out individually, you know, fine bubbles, I think you wouldn't have much of an issue. I think that that would be perfectly fine, no matter what the, the size is. I think you can scale that up, and okay. I think that would scale to a massive size as long as the ratio of the fermenter remained, you know, about average. See, this sounds to me... about a, a 0.33 if, if the, about the maximum you want to go. If the premise of his worry was that there, if I remember right, there are too many variables in the inline aeration, yeah. mm-hmm. listening to you guys, it actually sounds exactly the opposite. That there are less variables with an inline aeration because you mm-hmm. have a set rate of flow, a set rate of oxygen, and all of the liquid passing through that oxygen. There's so what's that? So there's three variables. Whereas yeah. with the aeration I stone, you, I just heard you talk about several variables. Right. Yes, but um, so you're right. However, 
the thing is, when you're starting up, uh, you know, you're, heat, you're, you're casting out your wort from your whirlpool or whatever through your heat exchanger into your tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he's referring to, um, the, the person that, that was asking the question, um, your speed varies because you're starting up and you're trying to dial in, you know, okay. a temperature... And uh, sometimes your your source water is a little colder, or a little warmer, or you know uh, your wort's at different gravities, which has different heat, heat carrying capacity. So all these things kind of yeah, initially, but I think because you're chilling at the same time, right? Right. Okay. Because um, hot wort won't really uh, contain uh, as much right. oxygen. Okay. So um, I, I think, but I still think you're right that that's a little easier because. Yes, you get that initial variability, but, um, you know, that's a little chunk of the entire run. Generally, um, knockout is, I mean, we, we do it pretty fast, uh, a barrel a minute, over a barrel a minute. Wow. Which is pretty fast. Yeah. Um, what what yeah. would you say is, give me something to relate that to. What do most people do it in? An hour, half an hour, you know? Yeah, so over. a lot of breweries, you know, they'll be half an, uh, be an hour to two hours or something like that. So half a barrel. We're, we're like, basically. yeah, we're like 30, 30 minutes. Okay. So, uh, but even during that time, it's like it takes a minute or two to get your stuff dialed in, and then it's flowing correctly, and everything looks good, and we have a certain flow rate that we run our oxygen at. We have a certain flow rate that we run the word at based off of our VFD setting on the pump. And so everything's pretty consistent. So, you know, the same pipe is the same size all the time. We verify everything by looking in the sight glass and seeing that it all you know, looks correct and it's mixing in well. Um, and you can put, uh, you know, multiple sight glasses. You can put one early in the line and then one later in the line and, and give yourself a longer line and then... You see your your air coming out with your air stone in the first glass. When you get to the second glass, if you see no bubbles at all, all the oxygen that you have introduced in has dissolved into the wort. Oh, so you want that? You right. want to and look so, clear and okay. right. And yeah. so you you know that um, since you're putting in oxygen at a given flow rate mm-hmm. uh, versus a, a given time, you know that that oxygen is contained in the wort. Okay. So. Um, you can set that up, and then uh, towards the end, maybe there's another couple of minutes where things aren't perfect. But you're talking about, you know, um, you know, a, a few percent of the entire run that was not perfect, and the rest was very consistent. Okay. So I think he can do the, you know, um, up through the through the tank as long as. Or, you know, he could drop that, something down from the top, I guess. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, the bubbles are not you know, grouping up into larger bubbles. I think that's fine. But I, I think he should not be so hesitant to try and make the inline work. Okay. The inline dissolves really well. And, um, you know, when you're dealing with larger volumes, also, you know, it's all closed loop. So we don't have any exposure. Um, all, that's, all that's quite nice. But regardless, if you don't have an oxygen meter to measure uh, your, your resulting oxygen in your tank, you don't really know how much is in there. Ah. So what I would urge the guy to do for as a commercial brewer, oxygen meters for uh, dissolved oxygen and wort, they're cheap nowadays. Yeah. They're, what, 150 Three. bucks, 300 yeah. bucks, something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, nice ones are like 500 bucks. Wow. They've really come down. Now, 
You can't measure package oxygen with that. That's parts per billion. We're talking parts per million in the word oxygen. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, you can get yourself one of these things, and that's really the way to do it. And how well, many you, par- you know who has an oxygen meter like that? Uh, the guys at Lamont? They do. Yes. There you go. And and doesn't John Blickman have an inline aeration unit for homebrewers, too? He has the inline yes. carbonator. And oh, it's a carb. Okay. And we have the new anvil aeration wand. Okay. And the missile launching <laughs> display system. <laughs> yes. Uh, Facility. Trade, trade display. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Our yep. good friend John Blickman. Make sure you go down there. Right down there, you can see Blickman Engineering right at the yeah. end down there. Blue, there's the missile launching uh, controls and all that. Make Go by and just say, hey, John, thank you. <laughs> you do have one. They do have in line. I thought you this. did. That's and right. Go down right. there and tell him how much you appreciate that he pays for the show. That's right. Yep. You get the show for free because that guy's paying for it. Yep. So the least you do is go by and just say, hey, thank you. That's, that's really cool. He's done it for a long, long time now. And if you don't go down there and make him feel good, I think he'll wise up and, you know, <laughs> cut the funding. Justin doesn't have any money. No, I we mean, keep this, this the whole thing's going to go. Eyes. This He's whole thing's going to go in the shitter pretty fast. I yeah. just call him every now and then and talk about guns and shit, and that's all yeah. he cares about. He, hey. If he has someone to talk guns with, he's right. happy. I got to go out <laughs> shooting with him. I think that's that'll yeah. that'll do it. Course, I'm afraid to, but he might yeah. shoot me. But you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm afraid for you. That could happen. <laughs> uh, I say things to him sometimes that I don't think he appreciates. <laughs> All right, let's take another short break. When we come back, we will have more of your questions right after this. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y-yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe 
until we're able to make a great commercial version too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We are live yes. at the Homebrew Conference. It used to be NHC, now it's HBC. Right, I've been signing books that way. Yes, yes, in uh, Minnesota. Land of the Walleye. Downtown Minneapolis. Yes, Land of the Walleye. Absolutely. And Moose. And the Moose. The Moose. Uh, they got some lakes. I haven't had any Moose here. I had Moose in Norway <laughs> last month. but. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah? Really? Good. How's the Moose in Norway? It was very good. But uh, how does that compare to the Moose around here? I have not had the, ch- the pleasure of chasing Moose around here. Uh-huh. You know, I'm saying that uh, you know, <laughs> some of the finest Moose, I really think, is uh, the Alaskan Moose. Oh yes, it's quite yes. you know quite tasty, a little a little bit more gamey than uh, your Norwegian or well, your yeah. Minnesota. It's a little wilder in Alaska. I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's what they forage on. I think mm-hmm. it's what they forage on. You know, uh, innocent bystanders, uh, <laughs> yeah. spent grain, state yeah. troopers, um, state troopers. In Norway, they use Audis. Yeah, they use Audis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What does moose taste like? Um, <laughs> it's it's very rich. I we was I was having smoked moose heart. So it was a very, very good Of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> Palmer. <laughs> Couldn't just stop with a, it. Moose. With a barley risotto. It was very, very wow. delicious, yes. That sounds good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the way you describe it. Yeah. Uh, I'll smoke you a moose heart. You just get me the heart, and I'll, I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> oh, man. Palmer just shows up all bloodied. <laughs> Here you go, Jamil. <laughs> I got this for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you, you know. Anybody got a good smoke uh, moose heart recipe out there? <laughs> it's probably no, a book no. in Minnesota. I bet you there's a smoked walleye recipe somebody's got. Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. See, see? Now now we're talking. Um, 
Speaking of which, so uh, we have a live audience. That's true. Um, the thousands. I, there's how many thousands here at the conference? Like 2,800 or something like that. I think uh, at least 2,750 of them are right here. I, yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, That's why we don't do video on our podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, hey. They're rambunctious, too. Uh, for an, an unscheduled show, yeah, I True. think it's a pretty good turnout. I that think is. you're right. Just yeah. saying. And they brought us beer, so what they, more do we want? They continue to bring us beer. And when you bring me beer, I'm very happy to get your question on the air. Um, this is uh, this is my, my way of, uh, you know, getting around uh, sponsorships and stuff. Just getting beer? Just getting beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Northeast Brewers Alliance is pouring here in the in the hall right now, and they brought us uh, a couple of their sour beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. First one sounded like it was maybe from a Solera. I think you said they kind of kept it going. I could be mistaken about that. Yeah? A little bit? Okay. Same recipe that they keep pulling in out of the same barrel, basically? Okay. Um, I like this beer a lot. And then they brought us a Flanders, too, which we haven't tried yet. Um, oh, that is right. They, by the way, Jamal, they did say we were allowed to tell them if we didn't like the beer. Yeah. Um, now, is there any wall? I, I, I really do like the beer, though. No wall, okay. Oh, so, so you're making me the bad guy, is that what you're saying? Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you here, here's the thing. Um, it is very, very rare that I have a beer and immediately through my mind does not go what things are need to be improved in that beer. Wow. That's just the way I'm wired. That doesn't mean I won't drink it and enjoy it and think it's a really good beer. Okay. But right off the bat, I can tell you three, four things that I don't think are right. Okay. So that's just just what I do. I've learned to shut my, my freaking mouth <laughs> yeah. and not tell everybody right what you're thinking. What I'm thinking. Because then they immediately go, Oh, hates my beer. Yeah. You know, my beer's terrible. It's like, well, no. I'm still drinking it. I'm enjoying it. But, yeah, do you want to know, if you think it's God's gift to beer and flawless, I'm going to disappoint you. Okay. Now, there are times when I get beers, I'm just like, my God, that is great. That is perfect. That's flawless. And when I say that, I mean it. Mm -hmm. And I literally cannot find a problem with that beer. Okay. So if I ever tell you that, I'm I'm not shitting you. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this is good. There was a guy... Um, I think he brought me a, a, a Munich Dunkel, pulled it out of his, like, pocket. It was, like, ball temperature. <laughs> I think it was in, um, oh, I don't know which conference it was. Maybe it was Oakland or something. Um, San Diego. I don't know. Or maybe it was CBC. I can't really remember. <laughs> um, and Port for me, I thought it was spectacular. I'm like, man, that's really good. Do you have more? And he's like, no, no. He's trying to get me back to his hotel room or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was excellent. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah. You know, so that's all I got to say on that subject. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's your feedback on the, on, on the, the north. Yeah. I haven't tried the NBA. Flanders yet. Um, try that one. Uh, so Mike, who is uh, tired of getting shot at and thinking of uh, possibly opening up a, a, his own brewery. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that was secret. I don't know if you're like your wife is here and going like, "What the fuck? You didn't tell me that." <laughs> Sorry, you still may get shot at, but yeah. right, it'll just be um, a domestic instead of a a perp. No, I I got I got your I got your question. 
That's why I asked in advance, because there's no microphones out there. Yeah. We're a little limited budget on this one. Uh, um, working on a, a quick and dirty. Not limited budget, but it just was not planned to do shows necessarily. It wasn't, and we spent all our money on our brand new website. Drinking. Oh, If great. you haven't seen, we launched our new website over the weekend, and um, now we're broke again. Ah, so I brought three microphones. And that's what we got. <laughs> I, I sold everything else. <laughs> appears to work. Yeah. Uh, so Mike's question was, um, uh, so the, the, you see a lot of these uh, new uh, plastic conicals that oh, are yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, similar to, you know, uh, people use glass carboys right. or the polycarbonate carboys. They are clear. Yeah. Um, what do you think, John, as far as, uh, is that a concern about uh, light uh, skunking the hops uh, during well, fermentation? Yeah, me. I mean, if you're in direct sunlight or mm-hmm. under, under you know, fluorescent lights, uh, yeah, that could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the... And, then, and the main reason I used to talk about and how to brew, you know, to keep your fermenter out of the light mm-hmm. was, well, out of direct sunlight was not so much skunking of the beer, but just temperature. Keep, temperature, yeah. Uh-huh. If you can get it too hot. But, um, yeah, certainly, you know, if you're, you've got lots, all the hop compounds are there, it's moving around. If you're in direct sunlight, you could skunk it. Well, and, um, you know, I think. Uh, Some plastics, s- s- you know, are UV. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is some some plastics are, are much more uh, 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 resistant to UV uh, transmission. Yeah. Uh, if barriers. you're working with glass, it's a much bigger deal. Uh, what I used to do is take a T-shirt. Um, usually, it had some sort of beer slogan on it. Not my favorite one. And I would uh, <laughs> I would uh, slip the uh, you know on regular glass carboys. The the neck goes on first, and then each of the arms all holes, and it would uh, hold it up and. Um, uh, seal it off from the light, and uh, there you go. There you go, yeah. So you could do the same thing on the conicals, and then if you want to see, you just lift it up, like looking under a skirt and, you know, <laughs> checking it out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that association. I didn't know what you were talking about before. <laughs> right. Well, I, I was trying to give you uh, something you'd be familiar with. Yeah. No, I got it now. You know. And it happens pretty quickly, doesn't it? You know, that kind of light struck. I mean, I'm not saying, obviously, you can take a look, and that's probably fine, and and whether you're under the fluorescent lights or not. But, I mean, I think it was Dan Gordon I was talking to years ago who was talking about that, is how very, very quickly, you know, if you take a pint of beer and you're sitting out in the sun, Mm -hmm. by the time you're you're finishing that beer, it has skunked. Yes. Yeah. It happens. It it is. It's. The amount of UV, uh, a certain wavelength of light, uh, is in contact with those compounds in the beer. That's all it is. The actual uh, transmutation of uh, uh, the compounds to the skunk smelling the uh, captains, yeah. uh, is instantaneous. Oh, okay. Right? But it's the... So it, it, it's not like something is slowly working on it and cooking it. It's It hits it, it's done, that's ah, it. I see. And um, then so it's the amount of... It's the volume mm. of that light, those those that light in in the beer... I understand. Is, ...is doing it. So it's probably happening to all of our beer if we're in carboys and such, but it's because the surface area, it's just sort of hitting that surface. It's not going penetrating the entire volume right. of the beer. Yeah, unless and to me it's moving around. Something. And right, the, right. the okay. amount of uh, the, that wavelength of light is minimal in most homes. 
It's, you know, that's why they say, oh, put it out in the sunlight. You take a bottle of, like, Corona and stick it out in the sun, and, man, in moments, it yeah. is really skunky. In moments, it tastes like Corona. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the same thing happens to your beer, but inside, you can have a bottle of Corona sitting on the counter, and it just tastes like less skunky Corona. Okay. So the UV light coming from fluorescent lights, like you mentioned, Palmer, that's a, a bit a less. Bit, yeah. Less intensity. But, but okay. not like the sun. Um, that's why in our in our tap room we have a uh, a two door true refrigerator that has a fluorescent light tube. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so contents, so what I what I've done is I bought a they have a UV stopping plastic sleeve that goes over it. Yeah. Ah yeah. And so I put that on there and we did the same at the hop grenade for yeah. our bottle fridges yeah, uh, for go. that reason. Right. Right. Very good. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's definitely a concern, uh, Mike, but. Uh, you know, something that you can get around um, with, you know, just throwing a, a shirt or a towel or something over it and giving it giving it good cover. You uh, can go fancier, too. I mean, that's obviously a great uh, way to do it with things you have lying around the house. But the fast ferment uh, fermenter over there is a plastic uh, conical fermenter. It is, uh, it is not clear. Of course, more beer. You can go get yourself a stainless fermenter if you want to spend right. some dough. Get yourself a Blickman. Yeah, yeah. get yourself a Blickman. Um, so Don't be cheap, Mike, is what we're saying. <laughs> Support our sponsors. Well, he's going to start a brewery. He's got to be cheap. <laughs> well, you know about that, Jamal. Well, <laughs> you've got to be insane to open a brewery. Uh, you can't be, well, all right. Yeah, you've you got to be cheap. Yeah. Um, but you're still going to spend every penny you have. Yeah. So you'll be cheap, but you'll spend it all. And you wouldn't even hire somebody to stand up on the roof for two weeks and fix your damn glycol chiller. <laughs> yeah, because it's like fifty grand. Oh, so, well, you so. wouldn't either. You would you would whore yourself out on the street corner <laughs> like fifty thousand times to get the fifty grand and do that. That well, right? How much do you think the skin cancer is going to cost you? Well, you know, uh, I I still have medical coverage. I okay. think uh, <laughs> you know they'll slice some tumors off. I could also take care of that myself. It I, does not seem that complex. Uh, you know, some Novocaine, uh, scalpel. <laughs> you can get scalpel on eBay. Yeah, that's saying. true. Yeah, liquid nitrogen. We'll just do it here at the show. Yeah. No, I'm this saying. This table looks really good. Jamil, I, uh, being honest when I say, I think you do an inordinate amount of work yourself <laughs> at the brewery, whereas other people hire folks to do that. Maybe not the glycol chiller, but right. everything. Every time I talk to you, you're doing ten things that I pay people to do. You live the life of the rich and famous. <laughs> I live the life of a brewery owner. Where is your money going? What what better use of it than to uh, pay people to do quality work and you live your life? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'm not charging enough for my beer. <laughs> Something. I think, um, well, now we have a, a full lab with lots of nice equipment and okay. a full-time Ph.D., uh, from UC Davis that oh, works you do? in the lab. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so we we put we put pretty much put all our money into quality. Okay. So that tends to just eat up a lot of money. I see. All right. Well, I'm just uh, I mean, I could look out for you. I could cut back on quality and probably make some money. Now, nobody wants that. Just uh, I don't know. I just yeah, feel like you have a garage it. full of Lamborghinis somewhere that we don't know about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Vespa's. You, you've, yeah. you've seen my my used electric car, my <laughs> yeah. used Leaf. I have, yeah. My used Nissan Leaf. Yeah, I do have a nicer car than you, and you yeah. should have a much nicer car than me. 
It gets me back and forth to the brewery. Yeah. He that won't even. Jamil has his electric car, and when he comes to the studio to do shows, there's an <laughs> electric car parking spot that's just a, it's about a block away, uh, but you have to pay for it. It's like two bucks an hour. Jamil walks six blocks, or seven <laughs> blocks maybe, because the hospital down the road has free electric car parking. So he goes there, he plugs in, he walks the seven blocks to the hop grenade. Because he won't, <laughs> and by the way, he's there for what, two hours doing the show? So $4, but man, does he save that dollar. This is what Jamil does. I'm not, this, I'm not exaggerating, am I, Jamil? Well, you are, because it's, <laughs> it's three and a half blocks to the hospital. Mm, they're big blocks. And by the time we do two shows... You know, there's some drinking at the beginning, some drinking at the end. It's it's a good four hours. Okay. okay. And so... Uh, <laughs> That's true. You know, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little bit of exercise. Yeah. Well, you need that. That's good. That's right. <laughs> I just worry about you. That's all I'm saying. I feel like by the time you get bought out, you're going to keel over. Yes. Yeah, I'll be dead. Yeah, and we'll sell it at a fire sale. You know, we just did the BN, uh, uh, an official BN death pool. Right. Where was I ranked in that? Y- did you fill out your? your I thi- did. So I thought, uh, Bebo, I, was like I thought a day we, late, we didn't though. get. Okay, so that's why. So you got ranked uh, with everybody who didn't turn one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you all got ranked about fifth. Um, and the doctor basically thought that if you didn't turn one in, you had things to hide. So they used like an equation to just put you oh, right nice. about okay. there. Um, well, I won. JP uh, <laughs> turning in, asking us for this, like, you know, 36 hours beforehand, you know, while I am on the roof uh, getting myself sizzled. Right. Uh, it really wasn't top priority. Well, we're going to do it again. Don't worry, because, you know, the, the, the it obviously moves depending on our, oh, yeah. our state and life. But you're, you guys are around the, oh, the five mark. I guarantee I'm going to die before you. I mean, that's just, I that's just a fact. I was given a three-to-one odds of dying. Before anybody on the Brewing Network, before Tasty, yeah, but Tasty also Tasty, didn't fill it out. Yeah, ta- yeah, Tasty. <laughs> he refused. Is, Tasty is like two, three steps away from dying. <laughs> he could, he could, die, he could move his leg, and that would be the one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that dude could drop at any moment. Who do you think uh, got- Palmer here? I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, the way he eats walleye, he's going down. Yeah, omega threes, man. <laughs> too many omega threes. They think he's eating smoked moose heart. <laughs> yeah. You know? who, who do you think got least likely to die at, at the BN? Uh, Bevo. Bevo. Yeah. yeah. I think something like fifty-two to one or so, well, uh, forty-five to one. Now, to now, I think that again, incorrect. I, I shouldn't be doing the rankings because I think she is, you know. One too many rum and cokes away from like <laughs> alcohol coma and death, vomiting up and, and, and aspirating her own uh, sputum <laughs> and uh, dying. That is the most likely way we would find her, her dead. Right. I think you're right. She, she's me dead in a pool of vomit. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Now Steve, he's like you know. Porno four, Steve also did he's not. He's four fall. STDs into uh, you know wasting away. Yeah, I'm saying he didn't get that skinny from uh, you know not Exercise. having some some viruses going on in that 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 walking corpse of his. <laughs> he is a little pasty too. He's kind mm-hmm. of a walking corpse. You know, you, you don't you, you pick up a few things on set in uh, in Texas. <laughs> is all I'm saying. 
All right. Well, when we redo it next time, Jamil, we're going to have to have you weigh in on the rankings. Exactly. Yeah. People, you should give me a shot at uh, at ranking everybody. Okay. As well. <laughs> I I have opinions on all you people. I here's what we'll do. Honestly. We'll get the doctor's list yes. and your list, and yes. we'll compare. We'll see how you guys did we together. We'll compare. Yeah. <laughs> They come up with some new questions, too. Yeah. I'm thinking, have the doctor, has the doctor actually met you people in in person? Well. Actually spent a few minutes with you and would know that you're all pretty much going to die here (laughs) anytime? She hadn't uh, prior to the show, but she did come in to the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then meet us then. And there was maybe some adjusting. She was totally shocked at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These people are going. Um,. She was probably glad that you're not her patient, that's for sure. I would think so, yeah. She's or a she's cardiologist. Probably, and, probably worry uh, about collecting off everybody. Steve and whatever he's got. Yeah, um, yeah she was very nice, and it was done uh, pretty professionally, and I think I think we got a... As a, professionally as the BN yeah, can do. Yeah, and I think we got a pretty accurate look. I was going to... Latex was involved, I, I see. I wanted to get a shirt that just said number one on it to wear around uh, <laughs> NHC, because listeners who are, are big fans and have listened yes. to all the show, they would know it. Everyone else would just think I'm really conceited. Did you, did you feel like you won? I, I did feel like right, I won, exactly. yes. I, exactly, I understand. I came home, I told Kate, I was like, Kate, I won. She's like, what do you mean? I'm most likely to die. (laughs) I totally won. I was proud of it. It's an achievement. Any, you know, any, any little thing. Hey, you couldn't win an award brewing. That's right. You won an award in the death pool. (laughs) That's right. Number Uh, one. That's a winner. At the BN, I got to be number one at something. And I think I found it. (laughs) You'll be always number one or number two in my book. Thank you, Jamil. Uh, Let's take one last short break. And uh, when we come back, we will uh, wrap up with... Oops. Questions, comments, uh, whatever. Yeah. Hopes, dreams. Uh, crashed hopes and dreams. Right after this. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the brewingnetwork.com. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Bruce Strong. 
All right. We're having a, 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 a wonderful time here at we the Homebrew Conference. The greatest uh, beer event in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Lots uh, of ex- existential with, conversation. And with all our friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we do think of you all as, as our friends. Uh, the people who listen to the shows, read the books, all that stuff. And, and, uh, and even Luke over there. Say, say hi. <laughs> uh, we do like you and, and enjoy being with you. It's just why we're here. Indeed. Uh, David. Uh, from North Carolina, he was uh, asking uh, a very specific question of you, John. Um, well, it had to do with you, the uh, when you take aeration. Your, when you take your anvil wand and stick it in the uh, in the carboy, mm-hmm. uh, do you like to for for aeration purposes? Do you of like course. to uh, just leave it in there? Do you like to wiggle your wand around? Um, do you move your wand up and down, in and out? Um, I, I wiggle it around. I, I feel yes. that it is not the flow. It is not the you know the size of the wand. Size it of is the wand the, is the motion of the wand. It's the motion of the wand and the amount of area that you cover with it. Mm. You know that you yeah you, you gotta you gotta move it all around. Get mm. all areas. Get the angles. Yep. Yep. Deep in there. Yep. Cover all the ang- cover all the sides, mm. all the corners. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go over it again if you have to. Is that true even after hearing Jamil's uh, description about the, there being sort of a convection even that occurs? If, you know, well, are you yeah, going to change I mean, your method now that you've listened to that? Yeah, I mean, because you can use natural convection and wait, you know, mm-hmm. an hour for that to do the job. Or you can wiggle it yourself and do I it see. much quicker, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. Results half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're totally mistaken, my friend. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say that... Uh, Wiggling the wand is not uh, not the way to go. Okay. I'm like... Uh, You're going to go for what? I think um, you insert the wand. You know, maybe you pull it out a little bit. You insert it back in. Uh, you know, changing depth. Oh, changing you know, depth the amount, throughout the The wort, amount of yeah. penetration into the wort mm-hmm. uh, is, is maybe the way to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, the aeration at the surface is going to generate a lot of uh, bubbles at the surface, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. foaming action, as it were. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think I think you know leaving it in deeper is going to uh, be more effective in the long run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I would yeah. agree that deeper is better. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> 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 but do you do a cl- clockwise uh, wiggle or counterclockwise? Well, I, I start out with clockwise. Uh-huh. And then I, as or you just randomly kind of just slapping the thing around in there. <laughs> no, no, random, random tends to uh, disrupt the yeah. rhythm. You know, it's it's better to have a more rhythmic, a smoother, more yeah. rhythmic motion. Yes. Um, yeah. are, you, are you taking notes, David? Um, I was the same way. I tended to go clockwise mm-hmm. and tended to uh, you know s- kind of swirl around the bottom. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, um, of course. Of- if your uh, a couple of deep thrusts to reach the corners. You know, if your wand there. is really thick, um, and the carboy neck is really small, sometimes it's very difficult to, you know, to fully wiggle all the way to the sides because um, you know you don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The interior is wider than the opening. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, the. Uh, if you can you put know, a bend so in your wand, then you can get around that. Yeah. Right, right. Well, some some wands do have a bend to it. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen ones with with a bend. Some of them are like left hand bends. Some are right hand bends. <laughs> some are more corkscrew. Okay. <laughs> I was um, trying to hold it together. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but you know, a real skinny one that's flexible. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not really rigid. Uh, kind of uh, a little bit more soft and floppy. Uh, you can, uh, you know. If you use like a piece of tubing, if you snap yourself off a fresh piece of tubing, uh-huh. and you uh, you drop that in there, um, I used uh, tubing for quite a while, so that's kind of floppy. Yeah, and yeah. I would you know kind of flop the tip here, fling it out there, flop yeah. the tip there, yeah, as kind of a method. I see. Uh, I've done that. You know, but if you're using a real hard, hard, uh, rigid, rigid, rigid wand, yeah, wand, you can't do that. Yeah, then you know it's got a, you know you 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 really Is you're limited. Shake weight? You're <laughs> limited by the uh, opening, okay. you know, and getting it in the opening and the angle allowed by that opening. Th- this is why I'm with you, Jamil. That you just you put it in deep. Yeah. You pull it out a couple times. Yeah. And then you put it in deep. Yeah. Why mess with all the rest? And then everything comes out the tip. You're good. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. No, I'm crying over here. <laughs> uh, you know, we're just trying to answer David's question. You're right. Fully, yeah. uh, you know, explore. This is how we do it I on this show. You to blame, David. We go, we go, you know, deep into the details. We 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 fully explore. explore yeah, yeah. It was like Jesse's uh, logger loggering question. I thought it was an excellent question. I think the best question mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. And we uh, really kind of uh, went through. And, and ended up into, you know, gas conditioning and everything else and, and, and all that. So Thorough. If, if you're nothing else, Jamil, you are thorough. We are thorough. Yeah. Indeed, yes. We, we specialize in thorough. We, we get in there and, and go deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to go more in-depth, uh, for those of you uh, who are here and, and want to see more of the Brewing Network shows, we're going to be doing um, a Dr. Homebrew or two tomorrow. And uh, I'm thinking... Maybe one of your shows tomorrow, too, as opposed to right now, because we've been here for a while. Sure. If you guys are around to do that. I'll be around. Um, So probably around the same time. Um, And and we're broadcasting live all week from the National Homebrewers Conference. What is it now? HomebrewCon. HomebrewCon. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we will be broadcasting the award ceremony Mm. on Saturday, like we always do. Proud to bring that home to you. Um, I, I remember back in the day when Jamil used to be up on that stage. When we would broadcast the awards. Well, yeah, back in the days where I was uh, wiggling my wand and wand yeah. fancy free. Yep, no responsibility. Those were the days. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. So we'll be here all week, and we hope you guys have some fun too. We'll be here all week. And, uh, try the veal. <laughs> Let's try the moose. Actually, I hear. <laughs> try the moose. <laughs> try the moose. Smoke to moose heart. Yeah. Tip <laughs> your waiter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, you know, if you enjoy this, make sure you go down to, there's the Blickman booth right there. I want you to go down there, tell them how much you appreciate it. Give, give uh, big, uh, old John Blickman uh, a big big kiss for me. Uh, you know, or like, grope his butt or something. I don't know. Whatever it takes. And He's there uh, waving his arm. Yeah. There he is. And uh, tell him how much you appreciate that he pays for the show so, so you don't have to. Uh, you know, you can also support the show by going to brewingnetwork.com slash store. A lot of goodies in there. I hear they're having a special. Uh, it, it's limited quantities, but 50% off 
on uh, what is it? Uh, Wind surfers. Windsurfers? I think it was Windsurfers. Windsurfers this week. Okay. Uh, right. uh, BN branded Windsurfers. It's got the Hop Grenade logo on it. It's, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50% top, top off. Of the line, 50% off. You can't. Amazing. A limited quantity. So get in there. You buy and now. Get those. Buy, buy now. We'll give you a second one. We'll give you a second one. So it's like, you know, you get in for free. Uh, we do uh, have a new website, too. Uh, go check it out. Brewingnetwork.com. Yes. Jamil's face is on there. Palmer's face isn't on there yet because he didn't send me a photo like I asked. Oh, crap. Uh, but the website looks great despite Palmer's missing from it. Uh, so go check it out and the store is there and you can donate there and you can shop Amazon there and you can buy a Homebrewers Association membership there and you can buy BYO Magazine there. There's a lot of stuff there. You spend, you spend your life's fortune on it. Don't, Mike, don't open a brewery. Just spend all that shit on the Brewing Network site. and There, uh, you, there go. you go. Until then, everybody, brew strong. Brew strong, everyone.